Hello, everyone, and welcome back to That They Know You, the podcast that invites its listeners to pursue a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Nate Akers, if you're just now joining us, and our foundational verse is John chapter 17, verse 3, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Flying solo today, I'm without my my main man, Godfrey, left him back in Oklahoma, so I hope that he's listening. And if he is, thank you, Godfrey and Shayna and Caden and Riker and Evie for opening your house up to me last week. I had a blast, and those brownies were rocking. Um, something crazy is that my wife was also baking brownies on that very same night. So I don't know if there was something in the water or anything like that, but why is be baking brownies right now? I don't understand what's going on, but they were both incredible. So thank you all so much for everything you've done for me. All right, let's open this up with prayer. Father God, we give this time to you, and we thank you for the opportunity to come together to give your name praise and glory. We want to make sure that you are the sole focus of our hearts during this time, and we just glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. So today we are reading from a couple of verses. John, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 34, verse 8, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. The song is "Holy Water" by the King. We the Kingdom. I know, I know, I know. I said another song, and I apologize for that. But it's one of those situations where man plans and God laughs. And as I was sitting in church last Sunday, singing this song, it smacked me right in the face as if the Father said, this is what you thought you were talking about. This is the one that I want you to actually do. And I said, okay, this this one speaks to me. So um, just so you know, I've done this a couple of times, not like with uh, telling you guys what to listen to, but I've change the plans on my notes here a couple times so I don't you probably don't care anyway, <laughs> anyway so first we've got Psalm chapter 34 verse 8 taste and see that the Lord is good oh the joys of those who take refuge in him taste and see it's an invitation as I said with Godfrey I feel like a better interpretation of this for nowadays and I don't and I take that lightly you know but the Bible is like this is a taste of how good the Lord is and then oh the joys of those who take refuge in him because it's right here in this word you dive into this word and you will see you will go into begin a relationship with the creator of everything in existence, the air that you breathe, the particles of air that are coming through your nose or your mouth in case you're a mouth breather, <laughs> was created, divinely designed by a supreme intelligent being. It's, it's phenomenal. Who loves you and is thinking about you and is with you and delights in you. Just chew on that for a moment. The creator of the universe delights in you. In the Bible, we read that he watches over us as we sleep. That's something a parent does, okay? Something a parent is just enamored by their baby. 
you are his baby. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're too old to be God's baby. Because you might be 30, 40, 50, 60, 20. You're not very old in respect to our Heavenly Father. So let's just humble ourselves here just a little bit and allow ourselves to be taken care of by our daddy. All right? All right, I'll stop there. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If you'll give me a moment here. It's actually going a lot better than I thought it was going to. All right, here. Oh, one page. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So don't copy what you're seeing out there because that's not divinely, you know, that's not, that's not God's divine will. And don't pretend like you don't know. We all who have accepted Christ have received the Holy Spirit, and we can tell when something is like, eh, that's not something that my daddy would want me to be doing. So, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You do that by reading this Bible, and by seeking His will in your life. And by dying to your own will, your own will, and your own desires, your fleshly desires, and your just your selfish ambitions, every single day when you wake up, you have to give it over to God. There's no other way. But it sounds bad, and it sounds hard, but it's not when you fall in love with your Creator, when you fall in love with who Jesus is. And what he did for you and you understand the magnitude of what he did up there on the cross for you with arms outstretched for the whole world saying come to me this was for you taste and see that the Lord is good we keep going back to that all right the next one first John 416 so back here a little ways that's second john 416 here we are all right 416 we know how much god loves us and we have put our trust in his love god is love and all who live all who live in love live in god and god lives in them see how this works god is love if you abide in him, as Jesus told us to do, then God lives in you. So you are allowing him to come in and change things up in your heart. The way you see things might change. You want to be in his will now. Because it's not, yes, you are... The Bible says we are his slaves now, but it's not in the way that it might sound. First we were slaves to sin, now we're slaves to our Lord, which is a much better place to be, um, to be in. So, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. To live in God. I know I've said this before, but 
in, in John 17, verse 3. That's eternal life, to live in God and to know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who, whom he sent to live in that and to get a taste of that here on earth in this fallen world of what heaven will be like is phenomenal to be able to chew on that and grasp it and just meditate on that that all who live in love live in God and God lives in them your creator is with you when you've tr put your trust in him okay we the kingdom sang this song that i really really like and it goes as follows god i'm on my knees again god i'm begging please again i need you oh i need you walking down these desert roads water for my thirsty soul i need you oh i need you Yes, water for my thirsty soul. Jesus is the living what? I hear you all say water. Yes, he is. The living water. He's in, he is a spring welling up in dry land. And I can tell you right now, this is dry land. I mean, we've been in a drought here for a little bit now. This is dry land. But spiritually speaking, without him, my soul is barren. I am dry, and I need that that living water welling up inside of me. I touched on this a little bit, I think, on the special. This w living water wells up, fills us up, and then I feel as though we're supposed to let it fill up so that we can pour it out on others, God's creation, and then we can represent Jesus out there by loving on other people, by showing them God's love. By, sh by just sharing inspirational things that we that we found or you know in in stepping out of our comfort zone and I know that's hard and it took me a really long time to be able to do that but just live by example that's all I'm that's all I'm really saying is just live by example and show love to others like Jesus told us to show love to them and you'll find that you are serving them be there for them be vulnerable be open to these people so that you can pour out onto them you can pour out onto them what jesus has filled up inside your soul i feel like that's super important your forgiveness sorry i want to sing this <laughs> i've been singing it all day it's like sweet sweet honey on my lips like the sound of a symphony to my ears like holy water on my skin Yes, that's, the Lord is good. It's like honey on my lips, the taste of it. And it's just so good. The sound of a sweet symphony in your ears is so beautiful. And all the notes come together. And God put inspiration into man who made stringed instruments and brass. And, and they made the notes. And it goes up into the air. And I believe that it's there to give God glory. I believe that any time that a composer has put, in, has put those notes together and gave it, dedicated it to God, he was glorified. And just like everything else that we do for God, I feel like it was a, 
He loved the sound of it. He was pleased by it. Phone keeps turning off on me here. All right, here we go. Dead man walking slave to sin. I want to know about being born again. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. So take me to the riverside. Take me under. Baptize. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. Wash me clean is what they're saying. I, I want to know about being born again. What is this that you speak of, Jesus? I want to know about this because I'm tired of this life. And I don't want to do this anymore. This is clearly not working out. And as I was saying in the past, you cannot take this with you. You can't take any, any of this with you except one person. And that is Jesus Christ. Only him. He is the way to God. If you got him, you got heaven. Your, your inheritance is the kingdom of heaven. And God says, what's yours is mine. Ah, reverse that. It's mine is yours. That is a good feeling. That gives me joy. That is hope. That is hope and joy. Now do the chorus again. Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. Like the sound of a symphony to my ears. Like holy water to my uh, on my skin. I love this part. I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need it every day. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Yes, I don't want to abuse your grace, God, because it's not something to, well, since I'm saved, I can go on sinning so that grace will abound. That's not how this works, and the Bible goes into that. But they're being realistic about it here. God, I need it every day. I'm just, I'm just a sinner, and I'm just a child, and I don't know any better. So please, give me your grace, because it's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Because your grace is so good that I'm, I'm captivated by it. So now, when I think about it, I want to do good. Is your kid ever in a really, really good mood when, you know, at times they're, <laughs> they haven't been and suddenly they want to do what's right and they want to make you happy and then vice versa, you want to make them happy. That's the same way for us when we are given, our, given ourselves as children of God, we want to make our father happy because we've read the word we've read this and we've put it in our hearts and we've accepted that he is good and that he does love us and his ways are better than ours they're above ours so as a parent you kind of get that finally and it's like oh well that makes sense he wants to he wants what's best for me so yeah i'm not gonna pursue that i'm not gonna go down that road because it's not worth it anymore because God is all that's worth, that it, you know, God is the only thing that's worth pursuing. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Praise God, the Holy Spirit lives within us, within me. I feel him stirring in my soul when I speak to you guys, when I'm really, really pumped and excited, and I just get so happy, and that's the joy that I crave. So the song closes with the uh, chorus again. Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. Like the sound of a symphony to my ears. It's like holy water. I love that song. 
and I, I really, really do. I've been listening to it a lot. So I have a question for you. Have you ever fell in love? Most people listening to this probably have or at least become infatuated with or enamored, I guess, with a person or a thing. So when you be when you fall in love or you you something catches someone catches your eye, you might start to have feelings for that person that caught your eye in the first place. So then, you know, you might try to find yourself in a certain place at a certain time in order to run into them there. I know that uh, that was certainly the case for me and my wife. Uh, coincidentally, I was on the other side of the world when we met. But suddenly, things that I held dear before, once we started talking, did not matter as much. So <laughs> I was like, yep, that doesn't, I don't even care about that now. And she captured every waking thought of my mind. All I wanted to do was talk with her. And praise God, I met my best friend, and all I ever wanted to do was be around her and with her. So, I mean, that's why I'm such a, I'm glad I married a homebody, because I am too. And we were literally just happy as can be to sitting at home with each other in each other's presence. But I've, I'm, I'm so glad, and that's my prayer that if you don't have that person in your life, that you can find that person or try to lean on Jesus during that time. I'm not trying to not think about others who may not be in that same position. Anyway, um, so as I said, ideas that you had before, they may not seem so important now than they were before. So the same applies with God because our hearts start to change when we see just how much we need him and how good he is to us and what he has done when we dig a little deeper read what the word says maybe do some research over here on some you know reputable sources on what does this mean on things that you may not understand and then you're just like i i get it aha wow God really is so good and he's there for me and he, he is thinking about these things and he's turned I mean in my life I've seen him turn a bad situation good and the Bible it says the you know man intended this for evil but God intended this for good that is something that I believe happens all the time and he is a miracle worker and a way maker and just as the song goes he he puts, he makes beautiful art out of our life's disasters, to sum that up. So when we draw near to God in our hearts, then God draws even nearer to us. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. I love James because he gets right to it here. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. The song goes, Jesus gave it all, all to him we owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. So, 
what James is saying here. Come close to God and he will come close to you. I believe God is already he's pursuing us constantly. This is the pursuit that you cannot outrun. I don't care who you are. You may be someone who, I don't know, you might think that you that you love the darkness in this world. Um, I have a particular person in mind when it comes to that. A, a very, very, the man's got a heart of gold. The, uh, a, a deployment buddy who I consider a brother of mine. Um, unfortunately, he's wayward. Um, he thinks he likes those things. But I see good in him. There's light in this man. And I pray for him that he sees how good God is. I've sent him messages before and songs, and he doesn't want to hear it. And that's okay. Um, he has to choose his life. Um, and I don't believe God wants to force himself on anybody that he's created. Um, he wants he wants real love. He wants honest love. Someone to come to him and pursue a relationship with him. So my prayer is that something happens. But there is light in this world, in all of us. And it is our job to try to put a spotlight on that and to show them how much, how good God is. Many won't. Many won't want to hear that message. That's on them. But it gets right to it here. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. Look into your hearts and see what is getting between you and God. It says your loyalty is divided between God and the world. You do not want to put throw your lot in with this world. Think about it. We always talk about how awful things can be in this world. Do you really want to find yourself, and I'm speaking to non-believers right now, do you really want to find yourself on the side of that type of ruthlessness and, and just uncaring when you've got a message here that says, I'll die for you. I love you so much. I'll come and I'll humble myself in the form of man. I'll get sick. I'll scrape my knee. I'll hurt things and I'll and I'll have people hurt me and lie to me. And I'll do this for you. And I'll live the life that you couldn't live so that you can be justified through me. And I can clear the way for you and say, this one belongs to me. And then you can inherit my kingdom. What belongs to me will now belong to you. I mean, we want to talk about love. There's no greater love. No greater love. I know I always emphasize love on this, but the word tells us God is love. Right here. John chapter 4, uh, uh, four 1 John four sixteen. God is love, and all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. And they are just enamored by it. Literally, this, this consumes my entire life. All my thoughts mostly are just on, on Jesus and speaking to God while I'm driving and just talking to him. And I just pray that other people can live in this love and can understand who their father is 
so important. So after, so a relationship with Jesus is similar in some ways to a marriage. And after you've given your, your heart to your spouse, you oftentimes will exchange vows that say that you're forsaking all others. Our relationship with Jesus needs to be the same. Because in essence, that's what he did for us. He, God forsook his only son so that he could look upon you. He took that sacrifice, Jesus did, so that God could turn away from Jesus, the only true innocent man to ever have lived by the grace of God and came to earth and lived a perfect life to show an example for you to follow. I feel like that's one reason why, and I'm going off track here, but I feel like that's one reason why it's so important for me in my life and my walk to set a good example, to walk a certain example for my kids. That's what Jesus did for me. That's what I'm going to try to do. Now, I try to be kind to myself when I fail. Jesus, thank God, did not fail. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to have the joy that we have today. But a walk with Christ means I will forsake all other aspirations that I've had in my life in pursuit of your glory. I'm not saying don't pursue those things, but don't let them get in front of Jesus and in front of God. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and check in all the time. Holy Spirit, what is in my life right now that is between me and God? And then open your heart and honestly listen. It may not happen right away, but you will eventually figure it out what it is that's that's in between you and God. And it might be something obvious, might be something subtle, might be where you're spending the majority of your time, where your thoughts are going to most most of the time, what you spend a lot of things a lot of times doing, eating, I don't know. There's God works in crazy ways and he knows the intricacies of our heart. I feel as though giving a relationship, going into a relationship with Jesus has to be like that because that's the way he did it for us. And I think it's a beautiful thing. It's not an easy thing to do, but Jesus didn't say that it was going to be easy. He was honest and he was truthful to us. And these people who were like, well, that's just not for me. I don't, I, any, any God that would allow something like this to happen is no God of mine. That's an honest to God quote that I've heard. And I was thinking about that today and thinking, a God that does this is no God of yours. A God that that gave his only son, a God that spoke through his son and what it was in his son, and told us the truth and told us that things would be hard. Well, you, you want things to be promised that it's going to be easy? And then when you pursue those that faith or those faiths, whatever, even that lifestyle, and things are hard, do you still, do you take it out on, on God? Or do you take it out on your lifestyle, I mean, or that faith or that religion? I'm just saying, Jesus told you the truth, that things would not be easy. Things haven't been easy for me those last couple of weeks. 
I've been struggling with some with some stuff, you know, and and I feel like the Father is bringing me through a valley and teaching me to praise Him anyway through it. Um, and I will. And I'm going to try to be humble and just do the best I can with what I've got. And always remember that He is my God and my Father, and He's with me no matter what. So dying to those things because I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's more important. That should be more important to us than anything else. And when you are living a life that is putting Jesus Christ first, that is a life led well, which leads to a life living well, which leads to a life going well. Something I learned at church a couple weeks back. When you have your priorities right, everything else will fall in line. That's why Jesus said, Ask the Father, and these things, seek first the glory of God, and all these will be given to you. So, if you're seeking God's glory and God's kingdom, then Jesus says all these things will be given unto you. I don't know. I, and I, I have nothing to base this on, but I feel as though all these things that God will provide to you will be given to you. I'm not saying, God, I really, really, really want a Corvette, so I'm going to put you first, and then I just know that you're going to give me a Corvette. I don't believe it works that way. I believe God trained, my, trained me in the way to lead my, my kids and to lead my house, my family, Help me be a good husband and seek your will in my life. Seek your kingdom first. And then I think God tells us these things will be given to you. I think that's what Jesus was talking about. Alright guys, this is about 30 minutes. So I think we're going to go ahead and have our closing prayer here. Gracious God, I thank you my listeners who reach out to you and pursue you who want a closer relationship with you because they love you and they're intrigued by you I pray that they dive deeper into your word and they dive deeper into a relationship with you and that they seek you they seek your face and they seek your will in their lives because they know how good you are and they want to replicate your son Jesus Christ because of how good he is thank you that you are coming again Jesus and you will come again in victory and in authority thank you that we will be with you and we have nothing to fear because you make all things new. And you will bring peace and love. And you will and justice. And you will reign supreme. And every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. And we will say Jesus Christ is Lord. We give you the glory for all that. It's in your holy name that we pray. Amen. Alrighty, homework.
for next week and I promise to you I'm not changing this up okay I'm excited about this um, is Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 some people are like whoa, whoa, whoa. Zephaniah where is this okay no I'm joking I'm joking I bet you all of you have studied your Bibles greatly um, because I needed to go back there and look <laughs> and then the song is dancing on the waves also by we the kingdom I know there I go again on doing artists uh, one artist after another with the same songs and you know what I'm trying to say anyway that's all I've got for you guys today today thank you for listening if this is meaningful to you I hope that you feel comfortable with sharing that with others um, that might need a little bit of a pick-me-up or a help and if you have any special prayer requests I would love to be there for you and to pray with you um, just um, either text me for those of you who have my my phone number or give me a little comment on the Q&A I don't care how you do it but I would love to be in relationship with you with our father and praying with you and I hope that you'll be praying for me and I will talk to you all later love you all bye bye